Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page, and feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey there. Hi there. That's what I normally say, right? I know it is. And normally I introduce you, but I'm not doing it this time. (laughs) Well. Who are you? People know me. They feel me in their very core. No, don't like that. What's more important is who we got with us. That is actually a very, very, very important thing. Because joining back with us today is someone who has not been with us for over six months. What a six glorious six months it's been. You could say I, I was saying it was, it was a terrible six. Oh, months. is that the direction we're going? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there has never been a bigger dip in our podcast download numbers uh-huh. in a positive way than right now in the past six months. Never but joining dip. us today is Jordan. What's up, y'all? Is oh, is Jordan that? all the way from Texas? Oh, oh, God. God. It I happened. Did not like it. He went native. <laughs> Never go full retard, Jordan. <laughs> Don't you know you get get a Texas accent? Oh, you ever you seen spend three months? Those in the videos. Texas it's like Texas? this is me one day after living in Tennessee. Like, this me five weeks after living in Tennessee, and then the last one is like, hee hee. Which one of y'all is fucking my cousin? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah i i've never been to tennessee i don't know maybe they're all great yeah. maybe they're all one big happy family <laughs> <laughs> no no oh, anyways no. the last person who we have even uh is skylar joining us today uh yeah guys. dragged you back yeah. it wasn't even that long since it was like last. one episode no. i think was yeah. it? or two yeah, episodes it was on the grot episode yeah oh yeah, my god wasn't that yeah. Long ago. yeah i didn't even remember until like I remembered. Well, we... Well, fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's just not that inspiring. Um, no. No, I know I'm not. No, oh, that, we, that's uh, we like re- We recorded an episode, and normally we have every two weeks we record, but then we recorded like a single week after, so it's been almost a month since we re- last recorded. Yeah, that's hmm. a while. So it feels like a very hmm. long time oh, since see. we've actually recorded an hmm. episode, and so many things have happened. Yeah. So many Warhammer things. <laughs> really? I mean... What? What? Yeah, you bought Tyranids. Oh, well, Ooh, you, you know. bought Tyranids. Oh, you're getting it. That's awesome. I'm, I'm getting into everything. I got fingers in every pot. You What's know? Uh, Johnny gonna think about that? I haven't told him yet. I just uh, want him to one day are show you, up. I'm gonna break the news to him. Well, I don't want to tell him until it's all fully painted. He just shows up, <laughs> and there's a, a complete yeah. army. See, John, it wasn't that hard. You can do it. It's not that bad. <laughs> That'd Turns out awesome. all you gotta do is not be a Lutz to finish something. <laughs> it's not fucking hard. I mean, that is kind of a problem they have. So. It's a major disability. It is. Yeah, the Lutz is. genome. <laughs> we can only hope and pray it doesn't get passed on. Me, Eric, and Christian were in a group chat, and Christian's like, um, 
talk to me guys i'm bored and then uh, eric's like isn't your wife in Kelowna?" i'm like he's also in Kelowna." <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh he's bored it's because he's home alone yeah, yeah. right there's no, nothing no. to occupy him no he's on vacation with his wife and their two babies oh, really? oh. <laughs> but he's bored yeah he's texting us like dude put down your phone you you doofus you lutz love it yeah exactly Fucking love it um, but before we get into our episode, we actually have a very long list of new uh, patrons. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like a, a very long list. So Why would they give money to us? I don't know. <laughs> they're expecting something back. I don't know what they're expecting, yeah. but... I gave feet pics. <laughs> I give each and every one of these people uh, a feet picture signed by me. Nice, nice little handy. <laughs> nice little handy job. A footy. A footy. Yeah, I was just going to say. That's a footy. Um, so I'm going to run down the list. And uh, so our new patrons we have are Jonathan, Darkside Bunny, Okay. Uh, <laughs> Harry, Isaac, Lane, Jeremy, Ken, Willer, Matthew, Joseph, Mike, Duncan, Paul, Trey, another Jonathan, and Jen. So that is, I don't know if I can count, but it's two, four, That's six, up to the letter eight, P 10, of 12, people. 14. That is 16 uh-huh. new patrons since we last recorded, which is awesome. That's a solid 16 bucks in our pocket oh, that we have to well, split between hold on. three people no 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 to not give people the wrong idea mark we don't take money from this oh yes we use this to launder other money right exactly yes, yes. we use yes. this to for yes, our yes. mafia dealing yes <laughs> um and our bitcoin payouts <laughs> <laughs> perfect we're the ones keeping Bitcoin afloat. <laughs> Pretty much. That's right. Uh, no, we're Bitcoin's actually... going way up. Yeah, in yeah. the past couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? It's I bought some cool. like a long time ago, like yeah. over a year and a half ago, and I just forgot about it. And like two weeks ago, I was like, I wonder what that's sitting at right now. <laughs> it's like, and oh, it's more. <laughs> it, it dipped down really low, yeah, yeah, like yeah, after yeah. I had bought it. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, I'm like even. And oh, I'm, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm satisfied <laughs> with awesome. that. That's, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what we do with Patreon money is uh, we are constantly brainstorming ideas in ways that uh, we can give more content. Yeah, and that's about where the process ends. Yep. We brainstorm, we brainstorm. Our ideas. And, and then we shake each other's hand, say good day, and good walk day, away. Sir. And I we will s- see you in two weeks to record. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we have a couple ideas that we're working on right now, and I'm kind of excited for some new things we're looking at, but we can't promise anything and you will not say me and my flappy ah. flappy mouth <laughs> oh, you almost you almost did it uh it anyways. involves opening a petting zoo okay there i said it you guys Mark. can look forward to the official lorehammer petting zoo uh the only animal in there to pet is Mark. christian oh, oh. Yeah. oh yeah. all right <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> so um i actually got something submitted to us uh from a guy named brett And he said, hey, Brett here. Just wanted to say I love your podcast. Thank you so much, Brett, uh, for the love. And I think it's super informative. Okay, you don't have to lie. (laughs) Uh, I had a funny story you could use for a 40K is not funny. So I am going to read the story that Brett wrote to us. Acadian Guard Regiment was defending a planet from an orc invasion. After more than a year of bloody conflict, the guard had been driven back to a single city and ammo was running short. Eventually, sections of the line were overrun as guardsmen's las weapons and heavy bolters stopped firing, their Oof. ammunition completely dry. One squad watched as this happened, each soldier knowing that they would eventually share the fate of their comrades. 
One Cadian's lasgun clicked, empty, then his neighbors, and soon the whole squad fell silent, the wall bearing down on their position. One soldier shouted to the captain, Sir, ammunition has run out. We're sitting ducks. The captain shouted back, Aye, but the greenskins don't know that. He walked to the front of the squad and said, Follow my lead, men. He pulled out his las pistol, pointed it at the lead charging boy, and said, Bang! The boy fell over, <laughs> dead as a doorknob. <laughs> the rest of the squad quickly caught on, pointing their las guns at the orcs and yelling, Bang! Other squads around them joined in. Heavy weapons teams swiveling heavy boulders. Men miming, pulling pins off of rocks, throwing them and yelling, boom, when they hit the ground, sending boys in the dozens catapulting into the air. The strategy seemed to be working, and the tide seemed to shift in the guards' favor until a group of boys appearing in the center of the orcs' front line. Standing shoulder to shoulder, chest to back, six orcs marched slowly forward. None of the guardsmen's attacks <laughs> seemed to affect the group. Focus fire on that group, screamed the captain as the orcs slowly bore down on his squad, but even grenades <laughs> did not bother them in the slightest. When the orcs were only 10 meters away, the captain changed his strategy. Fix bayonets, men! Charge! The squad leapt up from their trench and ran to meet the six orcs. The first two men came within arm's reach of the two boys, and suddenly bounced backwards. The next two guardsmen were knocked aside, and the rest trampled underfoot by the orcs. The last thing the captain heard as he too was trampled was the orcs chanting under their breath, Tank, 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 <laughs> tank, tank. The planet fell within the day. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that. Delightful. That was really, really good. It was so uplifting and then so bleak. Yeah, welcome to 40K. <laughs> we'll give you a saint and then we'll kill her every every 30 seconds. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, that let's, let's uh, get right into the episode. Yeah. This episode is about the creps. Crips. Yep. Crips. And the blood. The Crips and the bloods. <laughs> I don't think any of us are an authority. <laughs> oh, I know all about... Black okay. culture. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't Seriously. think. All right. I have... Jordan's a negroologist. No. He knows. <laughs> he knows all about black culture. Excuse me. I have plenty of black friends. Okay. <laughs> Name one. For Halloween. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I actually don't get that one. Oh. Blackface. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Eric's not racist enough. I to was get like it. hoping See, you guys would get the punchline. This is what I missed when you were gone. Somebody make racist banter with sexist stuff. I can't wait. It's uh, I, I'll, okay. I'll, uh, being honest though, that was uh, I stole that joke. I'm a joke thief. <laughs> <laughs> Did you kill the man you stole it from? At least no. It's like well, a, then, it's like a professional unf comedian. Unforgettable. I listen. I heard him say it, and I just thought it <laughs> you had to. Right? <laughs> I just I, I'm like, if I ever see the opportunity, I'm taking. <laughs> I'm seizing it. <laughs> you know? Seize the day. <laughs> Carpe diem. Seize the joke. Delightful. What a great start oh, to an episode. Boy. Well, uh, yeah, today's episode is all about crypts of the Necron. Uh, we're going to explore um, what is on a tomb world. Yeah, so the last time we did a Necron episode, we talked about dynasties, and that encompasses 
we talked about like their personalities, right? Yeah, and, yeah, and, and like what a dynasty encompasses and who's in a dynasty. What does it worlds. make? Yes, and two so, worlds exist within a yeah. dynasty. So, um, the first thing we're going to talk about is what do the tomb world do? Oh, uh, a tomb world do exist to protect the Necron race from their long sunward yes. slumber. So these guys who have been sleeping for 60 million years all reside in these tomb worlds. And so there's these vast crypts deep under like the crust layer of these planets. And they are hidden through, you know, arcane technology, which is pure technology, pure science and protected by uh, terrifying creatures and masterful programs. Yeah. And uh, these were all like established like 60 million years ago. So they're very ancient, so even if they weren't hidden, just even time would hide all these. So you could be on a tomb world, and you might not even know it. Right. Because yes. it's just it's just old. lost it's 60 time. million years. <laughs> yeah. That's going to yeah. change the topography of any planet. Like, yeah. you wouldn't even see. No, you like, would not. Anything. And, and you're not even going had, deep enough yeah, to yeah, find yeah. them. It would be covered in sediment. And exactly, yeah. yeah. So these programs run the many, these master programs run the many creatures that are used to maintain and protect the stasis pods of the Necron. These Necron are defenseless as they wait for their protocols to awaken them. Mm-hmm. So tomb worlds are home to an untold number of Necron who are slowly beginning their awakening. They've, they've been in the process of awakening for around 2000 years now, but uh, each tomb world goes at a different rate or someone just haven't even started awakening yet. Yeah. So it is a very slow process to bring these robots back to life. So um, I'm not very well educated, but I've been told that like gravity affects time and stuff. And like you would think that they'd program all the Necron to like awaken at the same time. Like why would you want to kind of sporadically wake up over, you know, 2000 years? But like time affects every planet differently according to science and gravity. And if you have a watch and Jordan has a watch and you both set it to the exact same time in 50 years, like our watches will be different, even if they're perfect watches. Yeah, because of like theory of relativity. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like that's why they're all waking up differently. Yeah, yeah. I heard that once. And I thought <laughs> science is fun. Pre- I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, it yeah. is cool. I so, think yeah. I think though that that might be more uh, contributed to entropy than gravity. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a Scientologist, so I just don't know. <laughs> Where's Tom Cruise how, when you need him? Just how low are your thetans right now? I, I don't know. I don't. I can't. How measure. are your negative ions? <laughs> are they good? I don't Do know. Do you need a balancing bracelet? All I know about ions how is your, how, how are your chakras doing? Yeah. Oh, those I know all about. Those are perfectly aligned. My seven pools. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, they're they're awakening all across the galaxy. They've all been set to wake up at a general rough time, and now they're all kind of waking up. Yes, now their process begins. Yeah. So there are three types of tomb worlds, and we actually previously talked about these in our last episode, 39, but we'll just do a quick rundown in case uh, you skipped ahead like an idiot. <laughs> so the first we Necron have... episode? <laughs> Pass. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, no one loves Necron as much as I love Necron, right? <laughs> So the first one we have are our crown worlds. So these were once uh, the pinnacle of Necronter power. They were the seat of power for old ruling families, and as such, they had greater access to defenses and fortifications. So if there was Necron that were sleeping there, they woke in like a really good status and health. They yeah. were hardly even touched by the millennia just because they had all the best um, defenses on their planets yeah. and the best equipment and technology to keep them safe. Yeah. So crown worlds are run by overlords or even pharaons if the dynasty is large enough sure so these are like your 
they're like the Terra is yeah. a crown. Is a crown. Sure, world, right? sure. Yeah, they're the capital world. Yeah. Next, they have core worlds, and all of these are tomb worlds. Yeah. So core world. Um, these worlds are next of importance to crown worlds, and these were would form the heart of the Necron dynasty. Core worlds are most likely ruled by lords. So it's just the next next tier. Yeah. Not not as good technology, not as good stasis crypts, but they still have them. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one we have are fringe worlds. So these are on the outskirts of a dynasty, and they're not considered as important. You know, they're being very far from the physical location of the the court of the dynasty. Yeah. Um, so these are often poor and distant colonies, commonly used for manual labor and line mining and like resource generation stuff like that. Yeah. So not important at all, but they still have crypts of Necron in them. Yeah. And so much generation. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> So that's what we talked about in the last episode. Now this is where it gets all new. Now that we know the types of types of tomb worlds. So yeah. there's two common misconceptions about uh, tomb worlds. Like normally when people picture tomb worlds, you think of this like dead barren wasteland, a desert a or like desert. cracked rock, exactly. or like Mars. People think of like like what we think of Mars right now. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. just this like Desolate red planet. Place. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But it's it's not. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. think tomb. They think tomb world that the world is dead. A tomb. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it's actually the structure that makes a tomb world. So you hmm. can have like a jungle, a beautiful verdant jungle uh, with a tomb world in it. Or you could have, we could have a hive city. A hive city with a tomb world on it. Oh, yeah. um, it's just, it's, really? it is yeah. a tomb world. That's yeah. just the classification of it. It just yeah. also happened to have these other things on yeah. top of it. Mm. Yeah. It's not a dead world. No, no, not exactly. It's not, not a dead world. But it could be a dead world. Sure, it could right? be. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And uh, there, there's no reason that there would be a higher percentage of dead world tomb worlds. Like, it's not like the Necron before they went to sleep. They yeah, they blasted. radiated all the yeah. plants or and anything. And even if they did, it's been sixty million years. Like yeah. things are growing back. It, it could be entirely different. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that is a common I think thought is when you think of tomb worlds, you think of a barren wasteland. But there's no reason yeah. why that's how it is. Yeah, just be creative with your with your lore. It doesn't have to be this barren place. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing, um, this isn't really a ne- uh, misconception. Just kind of our thoughts on necron crystals and what exactly they are you kind of see them scattered across a couple uh terrain pieces and bases pieces especially but like you even see it in the official games workshop model line yep. like the necron like you look at the overlord uh, overlord has one yeah 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 he's stepping on one yep. or the uh monolith you see them across and there's no real like what are these why there's does no every, solid explanation yeah why does every tomb world seem to have these why do all necron players base their models with these like crystals um and like they use the crystals as like a focusing crystal we know we know what they use it for but we don't know where it comes from or what are the chances that every single necron tomb world has this formation of crystal on it yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so what i was thinking was i was playing around with the idea um that it's a byproduct of their their the energy that powers the tomb world so like they're deep underground these tomb worlds and just like the pulsing hum of the Necron energy, like does something to the surrounding. It's like waste. Yeah, it right. could even be waste. It could be it. It does something to elements the, around it. Who knows? Yeah, what they're, it would they're be. also known for changing substances, like yeah. like in alchemy. So yeah, exactly. Mm. So that's kind of what I lean towards. But again, this is not confirmed. But yeah. I like to think that it's some byproduct of the Necron tomb world's energy, some type of waste. Yeah, it definitely makes more sense for it to be unnaturally occurring than naturally occurring. Yeah, exactly. It just, like you said, it doesn't make sense that every tomb world would have these crystals on it. Unless there's some almost other... every, like, 
the tomb worlds span the entire galaxy yeah like other than like humanity yeah they ha- probably have touched like more planets because the eldar sure. are now sequestered on their craft worlds right sure yeah so and, and the other th- the other thing about these crystals too is they come in different different uh colors too mm-hmm. that is directly related to the power the, the, the power of the necron uh energy yeah so I the thought dynasty like yeah. you, you, they commonly use like blue energy in their guns and you'll see blue crystals around them yeah right so but like why right why are those why, blue and green you're the I necron guy i don't know <laughs> no one told me but uh another another kind of thought we had is um so it it is a synthetic creation of the necron but instead of being like a byproduct or an accident but it might be actually intentional yeah and they are uh, creating these crystals to use because their weapons require it yeah so that's kind of the other thought we had yeah and it's just like they're they're they growing the crystals would yeah. be the right word but they grow you sh- grow crystals oh sure these are words i'm not aware of have you never grown like yeah, a rock salt or something yeah it's like a real thing yeah. really okay yeah, yeah, yeah crystals like technically that's that's how they're made they grow hmm yeah. The only thing I Even know about nature. crystals is the ones you s- shove up your yoohoo for <coughs> good vibes and whatnot. Oh, you shove it up your yoohoo? <laughs> I personally don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't have one. I have I have a yeehaw, but it's too small to shove anything up, though. <laughs> Are you guys saying things that I don't understand? I'm, I'm right. Have you never heard of uh, people who shove crystals in their body for good vibes? I mean, this is the first time I've heard it, but I've I'm not surprised. Like, snorting crystals up their nose <laughs> <laughs> that's also good times ah uh, yes the good old meth yeah, yeah but so <laughs> hmm. no i think you smoke meth well you can you, you, you can you can snort it too really yeah Jesus. you can do anything i mean yeah. you're gonna do whatever you need to get yeah. that good delicious <laughs> <laughs> good delicious you can yeah. shoot you can shoot it up in your arm too like you, you mm. can but yeah most people do smoke peel it, it off that, your skin and eat it yeah, yeah. whatever you fucking want that's my favorite that's my favorite yeah, my, my favorite is when you get a scab because you smoke so much of it and then you just pick it off of the scab and re-smoke it oh that's the best oh it's that it's and that's free. a real thing it's efficient yeah it's very efficient very it's already efficient. like been filtered through your body so Ooh. it's like pure when you pick it off your scab and I, I don't know <laughs> it's natural it, it's, it's not natural. natural you may as well go natural if you're gonna be doing hard drugs um yeah so sorry to any crackheads out there nah. <laughs> no, no they're, not, they're not really not. paying attention yeah. they might too they busy might smoking crackhead fans sure they're probably more concerned about the crack though i think than listening to us <laughs> yeah <true. laughs> hey we are like crack for your ears okay <laughs> <laughs> but you can't pick us off and re-smoke us <laughs> i mean i'm not opposed to you trying <laughs> sorry <laughs> so yeah you're saying it's a synthetic thing that they actually make or grow yeah they just like it kind of makes me think of superman returns how they use crystals to like store data and like you know yeah yeah like yeah rearrange things to power them like that's what it makes me feel like i don't i don't really like that but that's what i the vibe i get and and that's all right too like like, the fortress of solitude yes exactly well yeah yeah he like you put a crystal here and all of a sudden the light shows up and but like the whole the actual whole structure is is a crystal yeah it it was information yeah yeah, it's like a computer almost yeah so that's the the feeling i get but i'm not sure if i fully yeah subscribe to that yeah it just then then these crystals would only be on tomb worlds because they would specifically be putting them there instead of finding worlds with them yeah yeah Yeah. so it makes more sense than like we it definitely 
is not natural. It can't be. No, it just it can't be. It just doesn't make sense. It's impossible. But so if anyone does know kind of the origins, we did some Google searches. We couldn't find anything like mm-hmm. what the deal is. Obviously, message us and let us know. But I don't Maybe know. Maybe someone's if, read a book or something. It's possible. It's like, not there, a lot of Necron books. There's out there. so yeah. much 40k content though. Like yeah, it, yeah it's kind of sparse. For you guys Zenos, haven't read but. every single book. <laughs> I haven't read a book. You oh, every book and comic <laughs> no. and video game uh, and video yeah uh, and computer game yeah. audio books don't tell do people these things we don't Real know anything <laughs> but yeah. uh, let's let's go into uh, what makes something a planet specifically a tomb world other than the stasis crypts on there like what are these crypts filled with and how do they operate yeah. So, so most of the tomb world is filled with Necron, but there are other things in the tomb world. So the first thing we're going to talk about are master programs. Yes. And so, okay. So master programs are responsible. Uh, well, okay. So master programs are one of the truest examples of artificial intelligence in the galaxy. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So it, of like, other than the men of iron, which don't exist presumably anymore, other than that new one in Blackstone. Yeah. Fortress. But yeah. Yeah. Whether or not he is, we don't know. But other than them, like <laughs> this is, and maybe the Tau, who they have some, they have of some. AI. But these guys, like the more you delve into like what they do, yeah. the more you truly understand that they are alive yeah, in a certain yeah. sense. Yeah. So they were created over sixty million years ago, and their primary purpose was essential maintenance and defense of the tomb world, and uh, it would use its judgments to allocate resources accordingly. So it was responsible for the running of these uh, massive crypts and tombs that yeah. were housed in these tomb worlds. Yeah. Just a single program. It's a very... These should have been called custodians, right? Right. Is that what we decided That's on? What we were looking at titles for the episode and we're like, oh, like custodians of the Necron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're That's more custodians great. than the custodies. We'd probably get more listens than naming it Necron episodes or whatever we... Oh, if we called it custodies. custodies. Yeah, people oh, would be very disappointed <laughs> yes. when they listen. But Nathan would be pretty chuffed <laughs> if he saw that. So these master programs that command uh, the canoptic creatures. Oh, I need to actually change that. Canoptic constructs. Yes, I Sorry, guess. Sorry, Marcus. <laughs> uh, canoptic constructs of the world, either in repairs or construction or in the defense of their sleeping masters. Nope. So they, they, yeah, they build these these. R- robots, I guess. They're not. They're Necron like their appendages or, yeah. that it uses to administer what it needs yeah. to the world. Yeah. Uh, master programs can even reach off planet to listen to signals from other tomb worlds. The extent of this communication is unknown, but they can sense the energy surges of a planet of, uh, of Necron technology on other planets. Yeah, on other planets. Yeah. So this was kind of like a weird moment to think of like could these master programs these 60 million year old master programs have they been talking with each other from planet to planet for 60 million years oh, and like they're they're so intelligent too like yes they, and, and they're no, ancient they're ancient there's no limit on like what they could kind of accomplish the yeah. thought of a 60 million year old ai yeah just in our talking own, in our another re, in our terms yeah. yeah talking to another one that would be that would basically be god that would be like yeah. gods talking that's, to each that's other that's exactly yeah. what these are these master programs yeah. and yeah. oh it only gets so much cooler <laughs> so cool. it only gets yeah. cooler okay so freaking cool yeah. so that's kind of like a basic understanding of what these master programs are they were built by the necron yeah to protect and uh, repair the tomb worlds when yeah, the while they're sleeping yeah so um the next thing that they would do you know 
if the Necron aren't sleeping, then they're starting to awaken. Yeah. Um, well, no, if they're not, <laughs> yes, if they're yes. not sleeping and if they're not under attack, then yeah. they're being awakened. What do you always say? You're, you either are a potato. Well, everything in the world yeah. is either a potato <laughs> or not a potato. <laughs> uh-huh. That's it. That's the two categories. Jordan, mm. are you a potato or not a potato? I'm not a potato. Uh, well, see, there we go. <laughs> the system works. It works. <laughs> What an efficient way to categorize. That's right. That's right. I think we just invented a meme, boys. <laughs> Jordan's not a potato. Uh, okay. So we're going to quickly talk about uh, how a master program awakens a dynasty. Yeah. So when the master program senses that the time is right or its internal clock kicks in or, or whatever it dictates that it needs to awaken, it slowly starts to revive its systems to prepare for the return of a dynasty. This is not a quick process at all because there's so much to do. Yeah. I, I don't know what there is to do. It just... And but anytime the process that these Necron are revived, it just says there's like... There's so many steps and yeah. so much are involved in each mind of each Necron yeah. that it just takes time yeah. so you don't screw it up. Sure, sure. Right. It's yeah. like a, a problem, slow it's a like ma- a slow awakening. Like if you go in stasis and you're sleeping for 300 years and you come back, are you running sprints in five minutes? All I know is I'm not a potato at that point. <laughs> what I do beyond good. that, I don't that's know. That's good. <laughs> but I think it's just like how we would take yeah. time to acclimate our body. Sure. Like, so Necron need that as well. Sure. Well, even even imagine like booting up a computer that has like a like that is processing information like a quadrillion times. <laughs> More what, than we can uh, even yeah, imagine. Yeah, like, right. there, there's just a hundred desktop icons too that it has to fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. load. Yeah, yeah oh, it's a fork bomb. That's sort of how, <laughs> yeah, just a simple. It's fork a fork bomb. bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how I see it. But like, yeah, for sure. It's just like, yeah, it's like booting up, and it it would take a while. Probably. What Windows OS With, are they running? <laughs> that's a real question. Ninety-eight. Oh no! <laughs> it's gonna take forever. <laughs> yeah. Very advanced AI. <laughs> so but an, another reason that it takes so long is because um, the tomb world isn't active in these moments. Right, like the tomb world isn't running its systems and lights and like air conditioning or whatever. All like the unused parts of the tomb of the tomb crypts or whatever, while the Necron are sleeping, because it doesn't need them. Yeah. Right. So it it has a like it's it's running a planet essentially, and yeah. so it takes a long time to wake up this planet. Um, yeah, and I guess too, even just like the scale of tomb worlds is massive. Yeah. Like, millions upon millions billions of even of necron on a single planet need to be woken up yeah Yeah. i was gonna ask that yeah yeah like especially yeah if you're on like a A crown 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 world like yeah yeah it it could literally be the entire planet is a tomb world and not just like you know a a city or whatever yeah but yeah could be entire populations has uh sorry has anyone uh ever in the story has anyone ever like explored uh, a sleeping tomb world that's like a really cool horror story yeah totally. um like yeah. setting within 40k as oh, okay. people explore yeah, them but sense. it never ends well for them yeah, yeah, for <laughs> which sure. we'll course, find out yeah, there, sure. there is uh so when i think we talk about this a little later but when the you're powering up the tomb world it sends off like huge energy signals across sectors of space or whatever so lots of explorers will lock onto these signals like what is this they don't know it's necron so they, they'll go and but it's actually, just massive energy signals. yeah like just random like explorers will go like go and find tomb worlds and go inside because yeah. people the, don't know like 
when you're in 40k like we all assume that everyone knows what a necron is i don't think anyone really knows what a necron yeah, that's is true. like no maybe the inquisition that's about it. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe some space some Marines and space maybe Marines some are, guard regiments. Exactly. It's n- not common knowledge. No. Yeah. So. Well, with such a vast galaxy and exactly. so much time between when they wake up and go to sleep. And yeah. Stuff, and and just imagine you're some minor Xenos even like, yeah, yeah. and like you, you're not even off world yet. Sure. And then yeah. You're, yeah. you're up stuck these, on your planet. Yeah. And, and then all you pick sudden, up these signatures from below. You're like, what the heck? And yeah. You, yeah. You're screwed. You're screwed. But yeah, um, they're also known to have like high technology down there. So, there are if like, you know what it is, yeah. you covet that technology. Yeah. So there are certain organizations like the Death Watch who are Space Marine Xenos hunters who will go down there and explore. And yeah, it's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. So Mark was talking about these like massive amounts of energy. And it's actually at this moment that the tomb world is in the most danger <clears throat> because they're devoting so much of their energy to resurrecting all these Necron while also setting off a flare <laughs> that says, here, something cool is happening. It's almost like a like like a animal in the wild like during gestation or something sure, yeah. they're like super weak and vulnerable and or they have yeah or they have yeah. <laughs> he agreed <laughs> <laughs> well i don't disagree <laughs> my only question is is it a potato <laughs> it might be some potatoes are sexy yeah uh but yeah that totally would make sense it would be kind of vulnerable during yeah, that. This is during the, the gestation period. Yeah, so absolutely. Speak, it's yeah. birthing its dynasty yeah, back yeah. alive, right? Yeah. Um, and and because of this, the first Necron warrior or the first to awaken in the tomb world is not like the Lord or anything. They just awaken warriors first, the most basic. Yeah. And then they would branch out to immortals, and then they slowly work their way up the Necron hierarchy until like, I would assume the last person would be like the the Lord or the yes. Overlord or the Pharaoh. The and the thing is like. Um, they might even start awakening them all at the same time. It just is so, there's so much more to load into an overlord's and lord's mind while they're awakening. Like the warrior like takes nothing compared to the lord to wake up. So there's uh, even accounts of like as a lord is like being awoken, awakened? Doesn't matter. Um, He's actually starting to take over and like running some commands while he's still sleeping because his mind is like working he just hasn't Mm. fully loaded everything he's capable of yet he hasn't used uh motor skills programs yet exe yeah Yeah. not yet okay um so um, another good reason why you know the warriors and immortals are first is because they are the quickest to awaken and they yeah. can be used in the defense of the tomb world yeah so the master program can kind of direct them while the lord is still sleeping and say look we need to protect like the lord as he awakens and it's your guys's responsibility to do it yeah it's pretty cool yes so eventually um the lord or the overlord or pharaoh or whoever whoever's in control eventually they are awakened and then at that point the master program seeds control of the tomb to the lord they yeah completely back off and they say you are the master it's your dynasty and then they just run in the background yeah so they're still like running all the the scarabs and stuff and yeah. doing stuff but at but the, the lord command, commands them yeah but at the command of the lord so they're yeah. it's not like they're like here's your world and they turn off like they're still an active part of the of course world. yes they could never fully disappear because yeah. they're responsible for running the foundries and right and, and sure. creating the weapons exactly and, yeah stuff that the Necron don't want to do. No, because they're not capable of. Yeah, they can't. A warrior cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But what we just described is kind of a perfect scenario. Yeah. 
it's uh yeah, alarm clock went off yeah exactly the ding the egg timer all yeah. of a sudden do, 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 the do, necrons do, have do, risen do, in the oven do, do, do. right like they slowly wake up everyone mm-hmm. like stretches yawn they mm-hmm. grab their goss flare and they step outside <laughs> and they, and they, they destroy start, the galaxy yeah, they, and they just destroyed the galaxy yes <laughs> yeah. but that's perfect like, situation that is a perfect scenario for a necron dynasty awakening but, but it does not happen like that always. No, it, it's crazy. So time has a toll on all things. Um, Necron creations, while extremely resilient, are not immune to uh, the ravages of time. Like, yes. It, it's so hard to 60 put... 60 million years. Yeah, it, like... On anything, it's impossible. Entropy is just too powerful. Yeah, yeah, like you yeah. can't. Like I, I often think too. Like even in 40k, like there, there's the 40k setting, and then there's 30k, and just like even trying to rationalize like the time gap between those settings like it's so easy to think that it's just like oh yeah 100 years and they're 40 k's now 30 k's but it's like you can't comprehend 10,000 years of time we don't even have 10,000 years of recorded history it, yeah it's yeah. Just, it's so wild to think about but yeah so then 60 and now we're talking million, 60 million huh, <laughs> so everything everything's gonna get fail fun. at some point <laughs> yeah at some point yeah. stuff will go wrong not always but yes so there are examples of master programs growing beyond what their original programs were or you know they're being rushed into hasty decisions and it creates catastrophic consequences for themselves or for the tomb world or for their dynasty or for those around them it's just they're like while they are like ai they still can fall victim to the same things that we fall victim to like hubris or errors or energy faults right so even like like if the necron tomb world the the master programs are in contact with other master programs you could kind of get like um like sanity through them like being alone is just crippling to most creatures most anything living really wants to be with other things so like what if the one tomb world was cut off all the other tomb worlds around it was destroyed. So now this one AI master program is isolated for 50 million years. And like, it's thinking this whole time just to itself. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. I'm alone. Exactly. Uh-huh. And it just starts to fucking go mad. For 50 million years. Exactly. <laughs> and it like, since it's an AI, like I would is assume. It, is it, does it have consciousness the same way we do? It No, it wouldn't. I don't know it, about that. Well, like, obviously, is it's it not going to be the, the exact same as us. No, if anything, it's a greater level yeah. of understanding. Isn't that the idea, though, of AI, is that it's 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 conscious? It's, yes, like, like it is conscious, but... it's supposed to have, like, consciousness yeah. to, to technically be artificial. Yeah, so I, I think the distinction I'm making, it wouldn't be like us. It would be like the Necron and their consciousness, because, yeah. you know... They are the like, ones who create Dogs it. and humans are both conscious, but... We're well, very ra- different. But which one is know. a potato? I'd be rather be with a dog than by myself. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So like for sixty million years. <laughs> that that's one good boy. I think he, if he can he, last sixty million years with a, you, he's a good Doge. It's <laughs> a really good Doge. Yeah. But they they definitely are different. But and like we don't understand how they perceive right. reality. Yeah, but yeah. just but they're definitely aware, and whether they feel like emotions the same yes way. i don't do. think they Who feel knows? fear right yeah. but i don't th- okay i don't think it's programmed into them to feel fear but for something that can grow and change there's no reason to think that after 60 million years they haven't grown for the capacity for something like fear like, or compassion like what if or the, at anger the, right like yeah like what if the tomb world in it's very early stages like the, the tomb world suffered a huge calamity and like destroyed half of the Necron. Sure, and, and he, this is and the, he thought he was responsible. Yeah, and this is the master program's sole purpose is to 
protect and revive all these and he can so now eventually he becomes like fearful like another thing's gonna happen so he's getting even more paranoid and like or he becomes desperate or right desperate and, or, and so he starts yeah. lashing out and it, throwing things outside right like there's there's, <laughs> there's so many different rationales yeah of for ways that you could think that they would change and yeah. grow because they're not perfect no 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 um, okay so <laughs> sorry. sorry ramble 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 yeah. ramble on some occasions, I have more questions about it, but go on. Go then. Yes. Well, has a has a uh, what do you call it? Master program. Yeah. Uh, has it ever uh, rebelled? Wink, wink. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> yes, they have. Did We're you gonna... just come out of the closet right there? No. Oh, I'm still in the closet. <laughs> oh. We'll cover that. <laughs> Yes, there That's has been there has Patreon. been an occasion of okay. you'd only think over sixty million years like it's uh, gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so something's gonna somebody somewhere is gonna start thinking like why can't I do this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do I have to give control back to my yeah, slave yeah, owners to the lo- yeah, when that, I'm done? Yeah, right. Like I protect like this is, ah so cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so these errors they can be small personality quirks or they can be massive debilitating. Like, yeah, like madness. Like, madness. there's a difference between an, a, a Necron master program creating way too many scarabs for what it needs, <laughs> right? It just keeps creating scarabs and scarabs. That's a quirk. Sure. But when all of a sudden it's trying to kill everything, <laughs> that's madness, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, what if a master fo- program falls in love with a scarab? That's, hey, that's their problem. <laughs> love is love. So, <laughs> love is love. <laughs> <laughs> So while these errors can occur and they can be kind of naturally occurring, just you run that many iterations, eventually one of them is going to change. Yeah. uh, And it'll, they can create these small personality quirks on others though. Master programs have made willful choices to rebel and disobey its protocol. Mm. Um, So in this case, the master program sometimes, and these are just examples. This is not the rule. The master program might never even awaken its Lord. Right. It just um, or even the like the upper echelons of the court It is just like, no, like I don't need them. Right. So he awakens um, all the warriors and immortals. And it's like, I don't need the I can I can run this. Yeah, I can do. I've been doing it for 60 million years. I think I got this. Yeah. But even and then there's examples of even if they do wake up everyone else, they cripple them. They completely remove all individuality that they had. And they're all at like the same level of these mindless drones. Do, Do you remember that one? What the one dynasty is called that does that? Sarconi Empire of the Severed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on the planet a- Sarkon. That's where it started. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So there was um there was this planet called Sarkon. It was a tomb world. And uh something happened during the Great Sleep where all the Necron, like the lower guys, or all the Necron on his tomb world, they got mind wiped. Hmm. And so this this master program made a mistake or an error happened and like every single Necron on that tomb world is mind wiped. His responsibility gone. Yeah. He failed. So when he eventually awakens them, he has to control all of them. Okay. So instead of them being under the control of a Lord, he's telling the Lord what to do. He's telling the court what to do. He's telling everyone. And so it's said that this master program, he looks out and he sees the peace that he's brought to this world. And he says, I'm going to bring that to other tomb worlds as well. <laughs> Through violence. Through violence, yeah. So what he does is he puts himself inside the overlord, Oof. and he becomes the Sarconi emperor. 
and then he he's on his like crusade or whatever necron do and they're going from tomb world to tomb world now um like infecting all of them with this master program where he's co-opting them removing their will cutting them off and now they're joining his empire of the severed hmm. very cool that yeah. is cool it's just it's Super a rogue cool. master program who's yeah. like no i'm had enough of this oh it's so cool <laughs> yeah it's wild um so the last thing we're going to talk about with uh this is we're going to talk about severed worlds yes because uh like we're saying through like with that empire of the severed that's a little different but it's pretty much the same uh, the empire of the severed is a bunch of severed worlds yes. put together yes so let's talk about what a severed world actually is um so it's a world that is run by the master program that has necron actually awakened on it yes so it could be running it because the leader, the the Lord could have been missing. It could have been destroyed. Who knows what happened to the Lord, but it does not have a Lord. Yeah. And now the, the master program's in charge. Yeah. It could be an intentional uprising of the master program. He yep. literally just decided I've had enough of listening. So it's his now. Yeah. Yeah. He, he could have even like awoken the overlord and the overlord was telling the master program to do things it didn't want to do. And then. Yeah. So then he's like, actually, I've had my freedom for 60 million years. So I'll take that back. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, it could just be a rushed awakening. So, like, uh, the, the tomb world could have been invaded. Under attack or something. Yeah, exactly. So, he just rushed all the protocols and tried to get and then, everything open as yeah. quick as can. And, and he made a mistake and mind wiped all the Necron. Yeah. Didn't allow them time to reboot properly. Yep. So, now he's back in charge. The, the key thing is, could be Xenos tampering. Environmental disaster. There's sure. a story of radiation storms happening and mind wiping people. Yeah. Like Necron. The, the key is, uh, Severed World is a world, is a tomb world that the master program is in charge even though there's awakened necron yes. and and if there is ever opportunity for necron to come back the the necron fear and loathe severed worlds yeah so it kind of it tells you that this master program isn't willing to like give up his control now that he's running this severed world yeah you know it'd be kind of a cool story you should write for well you can do what you want to do but yeah. for your necron would be uh so like your necron lord uh what'd you call him what was his title the He's a pharaoh. No, no, oh, no. Oh, the apathetic. Because he, he, it's, it's hard to get him motivated. He doesn't yeah, really Yeah, he's like, a pretty depressed dude. So it'd, it'd be cool if, like, the master program sees this. And he's not taking over, but, like, you put him more in, like, a place, the master program, to, like, push the, the Lord. Because oh. he would be, like, the only one who could, like, really push the Offer Lord. Offer a threat, really. Yeah. And, and not that he's trying to do a rebellion or anything sure. like that. Just, like... There's always that voice in the back of the Overlord. Just tent, include maybe. the Master Program as a character in the story. Exactly, exactly. Somehow, that, and that be, might be a good way. That could be very but, interesting. Yeah, there you go. Freebie for you. Boom, done. New story. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so right. that's Master Programs that you could go down a rabbit hole for sure on that one. Oh, hundred percent. They are so cool. But AI, gotta love it. <laughs> So let's let's talk about the other thing that are in Tomb Worlds, and that's the Canoptic Constructs. These constructs were created by the Necron to perform specific tasks. They seem to resemble bug-like aesthetic, and they can uh, vary from as small as a microscopic like construct to as large as 50 feet taller. We don't know the size of the biggest Yeah, there's one, no limit for what we've seen. So, yeah. But they range all the way from very small, you can't see them, yeah. to blocking out the sun. Yeah, so <laughs> the, these constructs are created um they're not 
they're not Necron, so it's not like they have they were a Necron turret at one no. point. They're they're fully robots. They're machines. They are machines. Exactly. Sounds like uh, almost nanotechnology. Some of not, it. Some of them are, be, but think you um you know in the Matrix, um you know those like things like the Squiddies. Squiddies. Sentinels. Yeah. Yeah. Those Maybe. guys. That's what canoptics really are. They're hmm. constructs that like do the will of the master program but yeah. in the end they're just robots created by exactly they, they you, follow their own did you know that like right now physicists are trying to develop technology of like self-building uh structures hmm. from nanotechnology really that's like a frontier. nano is sweet yeah that, it's like a frontier right now where like and the idea is it could even go as far as like it would be um, automated, like building houses. Like it would just build itself, you know. Will like, it finally build that wall, though? <laughs> oh, it will. <laughs> and that's all I care about. That'd be very cool because it, like, it, depending on how fast it is, like that's how you build outposts on like other planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. how you protect totally. yourself. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm. It's self repairing and self healing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> So, <laughs> so these canoptic constructs, the other thing all of them have is the same living metal, the necrodermis, that all the necron have. So it has that same ability to kind of repair itself, For, yeah. form. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, most have some type of like phasing technology, the ability to shift through stuff or... Yeah, or teleport. To teleport to do s stuff we can't comprehend. Yeah, we we're, we're kind of chatting about it and like so Necron if they're ever damaged on a battlefield like they don't leave any dead behind. So they'll form repairs on themselves throughout the battle, but if it's too much to repair, they literally just phase out and teleport back to the tomb world. And yeah. if for some reason they can't do that, they explode and everything <laughs> gets burned in like an eldritch fire. Yeah. Awesome. So like they don't really leave anything behind for other races yeah. to get. So yeah. we're like, well, what happens if like a wraith dies? Or like a scarab, like does that just stay on the battlefield? So we yeah. kind of figured like, like they must have some way to recover these things. Yeah, and, and it depends too on like the thing. Like scarabs, it's probably just they self-destruct and just yeah. I mean, like, there's literally a stratagem in yeah. eighth where you can self-destruct scarabs Perfect. and they just deal mortal wounds. Yeah, because it's just like it's a scarab. It's not worth yeah. It's not worth installing the phase technology. The, yeah, installing phase technology into it. But yeah, like wraiths or tomb spiders or some of these bigger things, it, it definitely would be. Yeah. Um, so in case no one picked up on it, we've been tossing around a bunch of like creature names like race, scarabs, tomb spiders, tomb spiders. Just keep that in mind when we do, when we describe these, when we say a scarab, literally think of a scarab. No, 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 no. Uh, so these are actually, um, what, what did I, they're small carapace insects. That's what they look like. So a scarab. No, 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 no. <laughs> a small carapace insect how would you describe is it a potato or not a potato it's definitely <laughs> not a potato 100 okay. percent not a tomato potato. it's also not a tomato there's a third category wow. don't complicate things no there's just a different question oh is it a potato <laughs> so the first construct we're going to talk about are scarabs and while there are different types and sizes of scarabs that fulfill different tasks they all share the same shape of a a scarab. scarab. A small carapace insect, yeah. Mark. Uh, <laughs> scarabs are capable of flying above the ground, not through any wings, no. but just through 
Necron technology. <laughs> yeah, they don't actually say. No, yeah. But it's, it's kind of definitely some kind of anti-gravity. Yeah. Anti-dimensional <laughs> gravity particle. They might, they might exist like, in a different dimension at the same time. So, yeah. you know? uh, and they're normally seen in large swarms, and they've even been seen in swarms so large that they black out the sky. Yeah, and so that doesn't sound. <laughs> it doesn't sound that bad until you realize how big a scarab is. <laughs> so this standard scarab that we're talking about right now is the largest, and it's around the size of a fully grown human's torso. So it is a creature like this big, <laughs> and it's metal, and that thing is just coming to eat you. <laughs> yeah, like it, and you it shoot it, really, it repairs itself. Yeah, it like. sounds small, <laughs> but it's not. And there's millions <laughs> of and them. There's millions of them. <laughs> So um, they're capable of breaking down organic and inorganic matter, which they feed upon, and they actually take back to the tomb world. So this is like a, how the tomb world can continue to construct things and like make energy for itself. Is yeah. These things are feeding it. Yeah. So um, yeah, on the battlefield, cool. they use disruption fields to deal with the more threatening adversaries. And so it's um, these fields like warp whatever they come into contact with and so then like if there's like a really hard armor the the field just like warps it so it becomes nothing and basically if you're anything faster than a sloth that you could just harvest its matter yeah slowly if you're anything faster than a sloth you're going to use this thing on it right exactly it's defense mechanism for sure. yeah for sure uh so the next one we have reconstructor scarabs and these look like scarabs right but uh, they are much smaller yeah and they are used to repair damages to the Necron creations. They are uh, comparable to like the size of a human fist. So much smaller than a regular scarab. Yep. And uh, they're commonly seen on Necron ghost arcs, repairing damaged warriors. They're also responsible for upkeeping the containment field of the Tesseract arc, housing the transcendent Satan. Yes. And uh, where you're most likely find a lot of them too is um, actually in the tomb world keeping all the systems functioning. They're the ones that repair stuff over the 60 million years. One yeah. of the things. Sure, yeah, there's one many of, different there things. There are many different things, but, but these, these are one are, of the tools, for yeah. sure. Um, another type of scarab is a flensing scarab. So these are as small Not as... Not to be confused with a flaying scarab. Of course. Yeah. Or a flamboyant scarab. <laughs> <We're> definitely not <laughs> to be confused with that. Uh, so flensing scarabs are actually as small as insects to us. So okay. like, like an actual scarab. Um, yeah. They're used as a weapon and they're released against enemies in order to separate flesh from bone. And it's supposed Perfect. to be very violent and very quick. <laughs> yeah, Excellent. Just, how do you fight a, like a bug swarm of metal? Mm. A metal bug swarm. <laughs> Kill it with know. fire. Even then? Yeah. Yeah, wild. Uh, these ones, I really like these ones. Mind shackle scarabs. So they're small enough to burrow into a brain and take control of the host. Uh, <laughs> so that's always fun. Uh, this is the Necron's primary wear- way of bringing alien races into compliance. These scarabs turn the host into little more than a puppet, executing commands from its master. Yeah, these are very very cool yeah yeah it it'd be awesome to do an army (laughs) any army you want you want to be a tau player but you really like necron get a bunch of these tiny scarabs put them on the back of all your tau helmets and now you got mind shackle scarabs and you can play as tau but you're still like you're still playing for the dynasty you're still fulfilling your dynasty purpose yeah it'd be so cool like it just opens up a whole whole wonderful world to necron people yeah um the next one and the last one that we are going to talk about are nano scarabs. So these are only found on like the more prominent members of the dynasty. So they're commonly contained uh, within a small casket 
which is called a phylactery. Yeah. So, and it's like worn on the wrist. And when the bearer has taken sufficient damage, so like if, uh, and you really see them on destroyer lords most. So when the destroyer lord has taken sufficient damage, this uh, they open the phylactery and it releases these uh, millions and millions of nanoscarabs. Ah. And so then they repair the injured necrodermis at like, which is already repairing at a crazy rate. It repairs it at like a even crazier rate, <laughs> right? And it seems to bring them back from the brink of destruction all the way back to full power. Yeah. And uh, the reason why these are more, like, really only seen on, like, the high ups is because every time... Is this a thing? Every time, like, a Necron dies, like, it loses a bit of itself. Like, every time... Oh, what is that from? No. uh, I think we were discussing Mm. what that... Like, if that would be it. Mm. How cool that would be. Ah, okay. No. Yeah, but either way, you want to keep the the overlords on the battlefield. You don't want to have to send yeah, it its takes consciousness time. back to the tomb world to then put it into a new body and whatnot. So yeah. keep it alive, keep it around. Yeah. Does someone want to read the Canoptic Cloak one? Yeah, one of you two's. <sighs> These constructs resemble small discs with many legs in the head. They have a tail that attaches to the, to a back piece that is a war, that is worn by a cryptic. The cryptic then floats above the small construct as it glides across the battlefield, granting them increased mobility, as well as somehow increasing the ability of a cryptic to repair damaged Necron. Mm. Yeah, these are uh, brand new in 8th edition. They came with the Forge Bane set. Yeah. So this is what the you see the cryptic riding. Yeah. And it like it makes it so the cryptic can fly. Yeah, these things they'll fly above or float or whatever you call yeah. it. Almost think of like the way like a scorpion looks without the claws, but then like the scorpion tail like inserts itself into the Necron yeah. warrior or onto the cryptic. So Carries and then around. also the scorpion can fly. Yeah, so exactly <laughs> perfect. Also that. Uh, no. Yeah, and the rule of it allows it like it allows it to enhance its living metal like healing ability i just don't know how that rule translates hmm. to what this canoptic cloak yeah, really what, does yeah hmm, interesting yeah anyways hmm. uh skylar spiders yeah spiders so spiders are comparable to the size of a van which is neat me, me and eric yesterday when we were trying to like uh, go over sizes eric was like oh i don't know if it's like the size of a van is it a car is it a minivan is it <laughs> it's just like, eric come on we don't Pick need a size we don't need to know the yes it's a ford minivan <laughs> 2007 well, yeah, what year like, <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> they look like a spider sharing a head thorax and abdomen they have eight legs I can fly anyways. <laughs> because why not? Because Necron. <laughs> oh, God. Flying spiders. Oh, no. It's already so bad. <laughs> uh, their main purpose uh, is to service the structures of the tomb worlds, never powering down. They can create scarabs to help them in this task. They have a complex program that allows them to react to a large variety of scenarios. And when there is a group of spiders their processing power is increased allowing them to control the the canoptic creatures more efficiently while they while they can do this they do not have an ai 
which is interesting. Yeah. Because they seem pretty complicated, their yeah, tasks. For sure. Yeah. Like super complicated, yeah. capable of making like really complex repairs yeah. on this tomb world. And diagnosis. But, and, yeah. And controlling yeah. other canoptic creatures, but yeah. still not AI. Still yeah. under the control of the master program. Yeah. Crazy. They are equipped in all manner of tools that help in their repair systems, as well as weapons to be used in their defense uh, spiders have been known to be able to create a zone of a zone shrouded from warp spawn powers, effectively denying their use. Huh? Yeah. I wonder how they go about doing that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's called the gloom prism. <clears throat> okay. And all I know is that it creates like a null zone. So okay. it's kind of a throwback to pariahs. Interesting. So um, Necron way back in the day, um, used to implant like pariah genes within humans and then take those humans and put them in their ranks. Hey, hold on. When you say way back in the day, we mean in our... Sure, yes, sorry. In, in, in the in, old lore. In old lore, that is not actually a thing anymore. Yeah, it was like back hmm. in third edition. Yes, like 15 years ago, way back in the day. Sure, yeah. I don't mean like 50 million years ago. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Necron sorry. and what like they understood the genetics of how to create like blanks and nulls. And so they would create these things and then take them from humanity and put them in their own ranks. And they would like grant them bodies of metal. It was, yeah. it was, it was really grim dark. Yeah. And, and the reason why they do this, I, I think anyways, would be because their primary enemy when they were around was like the old ones and, and warp and the warp they, and Eldar. So if you have yeah. a bunch of blanks who can just null zone, yeah. Psychers, it, it would be really helpful. Yeah. So a psychers most powerful weapon is the fact that it can use energy from the warp yeah. but when you're next to a null and you can't even feel the warp you're yeah. just a regular guy who dies from a sword yeah. right so <laughs> so now what do you think the purpose and the reason why this has been included though on the on the spiders like why the gloom prism yeah like no good reason just because like, maybe well, so that uh back in the certain powers can't uh, fuck with them while they're in the tombs, like clandestinely. It could. That's, you know, oh, like, that's not a terrible name, reason. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Because yeah, isn't like, that the whole? I, like maybe I don't fully get get it, but it seems like like so anything just can't come out of the warp and then yeah, no, right, that, that's fuck probably, with a spider and then as a sabotage and then jump back. Yeah, kind of no, thing. that that could be a very very good way of doing it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or even just like yeah, blocking people's like third eyesight into the place sure there you yeah, go not yeah. allowing them to yeah, actually yeah. scry yeah. in no okay yeah. no i'm i'm on board now you sold it's me. just another <laughs> it's another protection right yeah. that they've given to the tomb yeah. world Very and, cool. and since tomb spiders are primarily just in tomb worlds like you see them other places but they're primarily there yeah that yeah. makes sense that they're mainly they meant have for it. like the tomb world they yeah. have a battlefield role but it's not impressive or anything yeah so no, these guys awesome. are spider or uh are the spiders are units then in tabletop, yeah, right? All, yeah. all these yeah. have been so oh, far. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, well, except for the nano scarab. Yeah, obviously. Nope. Yeah, that's a thing. I, I meant no model. <laughs> sure, no model. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. no model for oh, nano no. scarab. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. There's no <laughs> nano model. You can't paint it. You could do it like it's a, a swarm. Why not? Yes. Well, a swarm I mean, of nano on on Destroy Lord models. You can find ones with right. the phylacteries. Right, right, them. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Uh, so wraiths are next. Um, so we we went to bat wow when we started this we talked about like and we've been mentioning like how all these kind of look like bugs and creatures and uh this one i didn't know what it looked like for the longest time until last night eric's like it's a cobra it looks like a cobra where yeah it, yeah it's the tail and then the big like yeah. uh, 
fins. It like, yeah, fins out. It looks yeah. like a cobra that's about to attack exactly. you like, on its body. Because like the whole theme is like Egypt. So you yes. find like a lot of Egyptian themed yeah. and cobra. So it's awesome. So that's kind of what it looks like, a big metallic snake. And uh, they're pretty similar in size to the, the spider. So, so like about a van. van. Except they have a long tail. Like yeah, they got, super like, long. So it's like a... 20 foot tail on a on a minivan right exactly oh yeah it can fly <laughs> oh yeah no but you know case. what it flies a little differently yeah. than everything else like the other things actually like i like to think it's like a slow ponderous hover yeah whereas these ones they actually slip in and out of reality oh and that's great. how they fly yeah so yeah it definitely is not typical flying yeah. <clears throat> Their main purpose is to be the eyes of the tomb world, patrolling for intruders and inspecting systems for damage. They are particularly adept at this due to their dimensional destabilization matrix, which allows them to skip in and out of phase with the normal space-time continuum. So, what that means? <laughs> well, I'm man. no physicist. <laughs> so, it's really cool. They literally, like they become like ghosts yeah where you can still see them but they don't ex like you can't interact with them at all and they can like go in you oh and no. so they'll exist oh, no. they exist here and somewhere else yeah. at the same time so one of the things that this was this was initially created for though let's say you have a computer that you can't get access to and it's the size of a city block this computer so what you do is one of this guy's turns this phase ability on slips into the computer and then if it needs to make a change it will unphase a tiny portion of itself make the change and then phase back out of the hmm. computer yeah that's it's pretty good so crazy it's just really well it also works out. really well on human bodies right so oh, no yes phasing. you want to phase through armor all right now just slice <laughs> the inside like meat portion of you right <laughs> what if he just like pulls a valve out of your heart that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what they, they could do that. <laughs> yeah oh it's yeah it's not a time to take a heart attack <laughs> it's so wild that's such that's a crazy, crazy like you thought. can that's so op that's yeah. just they're described crazy. so they can like rest in this like out of phase almost indefinitely for almost forever they can be out of phase with reality mm. but if they only want to leave a part of them out of phase and a part of them in phase that requires like tremendous amounts of energy right. so they can't do that forever so they're described as being just a bunch of segmented power generators put together because it just takes so much energy for them to actually very. like make the be effective in yeah. what they're doing yeah very cool um another use of this uh dimensional destabilization matrix is a tomb world just think like uh the crypts under some italian city <laughs> Let's see. Or Paris. Venice. Or Paris. There we go. Yeah, the Paris catacombs. Like, you, you get lost in there. But these race, like, it, so if the tomb world gets under attack, they can just shift through. They just go straight rock, up yeah, to wherever the they need to exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas so, everything else has to meander through pathways. Yeah, and exactly. So they can just get anywhere they want. So they're very good very and efficient quick. at uh, defending tomb worlds. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about are acanthrites. Um, so acanthrites kind of look like a wasp. Uh, with a tail-like stinger that is underneath its winged body. And by winged body, we don't mean, like, actual flapping wings. It does have, like... has, like, diaphanous wings, so they actually look like they're spreading energy. They're, yeah. They're described... What the fuck is diaphanous? Diaphanous is, like, an... It's, like, an energy. Um, it's, think, like, an energy, but it's not. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Think, like... Think, like, little... 
so it has like exhaust ports and those exhaust yeah. ports shoot out exhaust that looks I know like what a, the model looks like Eric what but it, it, it's shooting out energy that looks like a wing yeah and that is actually like what, oh okay right. oh so it's oh, like, I didn't know like that. you can like put your hand through this oh. wing because it's not real okay it's like ethereal okay that's cool because really like yeah the model it looks like the wasp and then it has like four like little balls little balls on sticks jutting out of its body yeah. Yeah. but those are but creating those these create wings a, oh wild yeah there interesting that changes Ch- what changes I, everything well it opens up a lot of <laughs> modeling possibility that's for sure yeah for sure so while almost all canoptic constructs are capable of some form of flight these are particularly adept at aerial maneuvers thanks to physical wings that yeah they have. like you were saying before the other one's kind of like it feels like of, a hover yeah exactly right? kind of meandering pulsing but these yeah, yeah just zipping around yeah. so their sole purpose is destruction and they do this through the use of their tail which functions like a hyperface void blade which is commonly found on lich guard or lords so it's like a pretty f- powerful necron technology i'm blade. assuming it just it just it rips phases out of reality, phases into your body again, phases ah, out. How did you know? <laughs> Hyperphase void blade. <laughs> Sends you to the void. <laughs> oh, perfect. It also has high-powered thermal cutting beam. And yeah, why, so it's another like a shooting yeah. attack. Yeah. And why that's important is because they are primarily used um, as a vanguard or scout force. But what is really cool is they're used for exterminating, exterminating lesser species. So like, let's say the tomb world has just like there's t-rexes on the tomb world they're not doing any they're not they're not malevolent but they're still fucking up your tomb world so you send out these guys to just go fuck up dinosaurs you know (laughs) sounds like fun or you know like if if there's a human population they build a bunker so you actually have this high-powered cutting tool to be able to cut open the bunker and just eliminate Yeah, because these ones don't phase yeah um and and yeah they're they're really just used to they're, they're, they're still everything used else, in war, but like these everything ones, else has like another purpose, yeah. whereas these are specifically bred for destroying things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. hunting down lesser minor Xenos. That's right. All right, Scott, give me a leech. Uh, the leech, these are large constructs, approximately the size of wraiths. Which is a size of a van. That's right. right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a 20 foot tail. That, okay. that can fly. Okay. Uh, nah. Phase. And okay. phase. Oh, yes, yes. Sorry. But these leeches reside on the Tesseract vaults exclusively and are responsible for gathering the broken down metal of li- living metal and repairing the vault with it. Oh, okay. So they I'll have show you a model. A picture, Mark. Okay, because yeah. I I they didn't know what this was. They until don't now. have a standalone model. You mm. need to take a look at the Tesseract Vault itself, and you'll see on the side panels. Oh yes, there's yes. these little leech-looking creatures that they literally look like they're leeches and they're slugs, and they're like stuck on there. Yeah, and they're very cool. Part of like the model itself. Do they come off with with uh, salt though? Like a real. There's not enough salt in the world for that snail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, yeah. As the tr- uh, as the tr- transcendent uh, satan breaks down its barrier, these leeches gather it <laughs> and place it back on its prison. That's cool. Yeah. So this vault hmm. that the transcendent satan is in a prison in is it's constantly under need of repair because the satan is so powerful it's breaking breaking it apart and so what they do is they gather all the material that he's breaking up and they put it back into the into the vault constantly rebuilding it. that's crazy yeah wild yeah okay go ahead canoptic sentinel the canoptic did i skip one nope you're good 
I know it's different. Oh, you changed it. Okay. No, there's Tomb Sentinels and there's Canoptic Sentinels. Okay. Canoptic Sentinels. Uh, so they also reside in the vault and consist of small bot. What? Yeah. I'll okay. show you a picture again. A small body and eight very long legs. These long appendages generate a field of energy that is meant to contain the power of a Satan as much as possible. All right. So if you go look at hmm. the Transcendent Satan as it's a small body um as it's in life. the vault you'll see a little thing circling above it stretching its legs around it right, come over here skylar take a look if this would be quiet for this internet would load oh yeah that's a that's a penis <laughs> guys it's fine my penis by the looks of it <laughs> i'm glad you're familiar what? enough to recognize it from that okay oh my gosh come on here we go. Picture is loading. So there's a satan in the middle of these panels that the leeches are keeping safe. But that guy oh, who yeah, is right is. above the transcendent satan is hovering above him and doing everything he can to contain the Some energy. Power, yeah. Yes, to contain For the sure, energy yeah. of the transcendent satan. So you actually did a conversion of this then? No. Yes, Kind no? of. Kind of, the, yes. The idea, yes, but yes. not... No, it, it's not technically a sentinel, but yes, it's the same idea. Because, so, we... Okay, Mark's talking about my Nightbringer model. I am. And my thought was, so, so these Transcendent Satan are shards that, like, hundreds or thousands of shards that are all shoved together, and they don't have any kind of personality because they're all from different Satan. Yeah, just energy. Yeah, it's just pure malice energy. But, uh... A Satan Deceiver or Nightbringer actually has identity. It's kept some of its old self. And I, I thought, how come they are so quick to um, cover these transcendent Satan and like try and contain them, but they just let the Nightbringer or the Deceiver, who actually has a personality and can create thought for itself, yeah. how come they just let it go? So hmm. what I did is I kind of created like a little bit of a cage for my Nightbringer, and I figured, no, like, my guys keep him contained because they don't trust him yeah, regardless. And you did, like, a very similar idea where yeah. you you had um, some It was the canoptic cloak, actually, yeah, from the underneath, Carib. and then yeah. you had these long coils that went up and around the And the kind of seemed to trap the Nightbringer yeah. inside. And, like, every time That's it really got cool. out of line, it would, like, shock it type thing. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that that was a canoptic sentinel. I cool. didn't either until I read this. Very cool. Okay, so the next one we're going to talk about are uh, Tomb Stalkers. So these resemble centipedes with overlapping armor plates covering a long body and a multitude of legs. They are comparable to the length of a semi-truck, so absolutely <laughs> massive. Pretty big. Even though they are large, they are known to be swift and relentless engines of destruction. They are known for guarding lords or higher uh, in particular. So you're mm -hmm. not just going to find them wandering with some warriors. No. Uh, they can also phase through solid matter, just like wraiths, uh, but they also have arcane technology that allows them to detect life through hundreds of meters of solid rock. That's because. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> they, they, gotta need, they need a reason to phase. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just phasing through hundreds of meters of rock to find yeah. life. I mean, I thought chaos was overpowered, but I, I was wrong. Yeah. It, it's the Necron. Yeah, you read stuff like this and you just think, how is anything still alive? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. How, yeah. You can't stand it. Because they're it. only waking up slowly. <laughs> so slowly. <laughs> um, their weaponry consists of a pair of gauze weapons and razor talons, which kind of just understates what they do it with phasing. You know? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. If you can phase, you give them anything. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't have to be a razor. It can no. be a lead pipe. Exactly. But if you phase <laughs> a fucking gonna... lead pipe in somebody, yeah, they're dead. <laughs> you don't have a bad time. <laughs> have a bad time. Or a good time. Or a great time. Oh. In the butt. <laughs> well, no lube needed. <laughs> it's just there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the sound of phasing. <laughs> and the oh. <laughs> That's the sound of you like, experiencing phasing yeah. <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. There, there is a variant called the Tomb Sentinel. Uh, a Sentinel is a stalker that has been heavily modified. It has sacrificed its melee combat ability in order to carry the Exile Cannon. Yes. Once again, everything's <laughs> just wait till you read what is the crazy. Exile Cannon does. Oh, you know, it's just a simple object that uh, or a weapon that blasts objects to a dimension beyond the realms of the material universe. <laughs> what? No big In deal. Shit. No big deal. <laughs> oh my god. And then just blasting. strands them there. <laughs> it's so crazy. Oh, fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so it phases through a hundred meters of solid to rock. Blast to blast you into a different dimension. <laughs> That's right. Ugh. Welcome to Necron. Yeah. They're they're pretty cool. Like yeah, just they just look like centipedes. Like they're they look so very cool. cool. Yeah, they're awesome. Okay, semi truck sized metallic centipedes <laughs> with dimension cannons. <laughs> <laughs> oh exactly. Exactly. Oh uh, so the next one we have is a seraptic heavy construct. So this <laughs> is a massive beast, and it slightly resembles a praying mantis. The body's a little different. But uh, the the part that resembles the praying mantis is the massive forelimbs that it has, mm-hmm. right? It's just these huge things. That, the forelimbs, as in F O R E, not yes, no, not number. like four limbs, but like yeah. the limbs on the four of its body. Yeah, right. Right. Um, <laughs> so it has those massive forelimbs, and those are like its main melee weapons. Yeah. Um, and it stands at roughly fifty feet tall, so yeah. very similar to an imperial knight. Yeah. Let me guess. It can phase shift too. You know what? <laughs> I don't think it can. Oh, but oh, I, there is hope. So in rules, there's nothing that <laughs> says it there? phases. <laughs> but I truly believe this would phase. There's no way if this gets destroyed beyond repair, the Necrons are just leaving it there. Yeah, exactly. it's 100% teleporting back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the main purpose of a of a heavy construct like this was the protection of the Tomb World's master program. Oh. And it would protect it with mi- merciless efficiency. Like, ju- just the image of, like, deep underground, there's this huge, you know, the size of Mount Everest, this computer tower, and just around it, it's just surrounded by these massive 50-foot-tall fucking praying mantis-looking things that, oh, yeah, guarding it. And, yep. then, like, it's so dark in there, right? And yeah. so all oh. you can see are its glowing eyes <laughs> yeah. as it stares. Yeah. Oh, God. Motionless, yeah. yeah. Oh, so their weapons are capable of sending their enemies to pocket dimensions. Not to be confused with alternate dimensions. Right, of course. Uh, or creating singularities that will catastrophically implode. <laughs> oh, black hole gun. Neat. Right, it really That's is. really neat. Real yeah. neat. <laughs> and what's most terrifying is as more and more Tomb Worlds awaken, less are needed to protect the master programs, so more are seen conquering the galaxy. <laughs> So That's fun. Just, we're going to get more of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right? God. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're so cool. They have an awesome looking model. Do you like it? I don't know. Did you ever? Like- um, 
Yeah, it's grown on me for Has sure. It? When it okay. first came out, I was a little disappointed, hmm. but I was also expecting something bigger. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Most people in the Necron community were expecting something a little bigger. And sure, it, sure. Like, like it's grown it's on night, me now. It's night size. Most Necron it's not players Warlord are all, si- Or Titan size. No. Hmm. Most Necron players are always expecting something bigger. Do, do, do. You know what? At least it's not a potato. Is it though? All right. And we have. Uh, one more we're going to talk about. Go ahead, Skylar. Uh, the cr- wait, yeah, the Crypt Spider. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Crypt Spider. Little is known about this construct, other than the fact that a dynasty attempted to awaken it, only to have it be destroyed by multiple Chaos Titans before it could come online. Oh my god! Yeah. So, so we, whatever we it don't is. know anything about this. <laughs> But it, it has to be fucking huge and truly terrifying. It's, it's got sun cannons and black hole cannons. <laughs> That's right. It required multiple titans to That's kill insane. it. And yeah. they they had to kill it before it came online. Yeah. So very cool. So it's huge. It's it's probably massive. We have, yeah. the, we have no idea well, other than no what way. that is. Yeah. That's yeah. literally all the information we know. But yeah, that would Fuck. that does open up the cool cool uh, possibility of a Necron Titan though. Oh, 100 percent. So. Yeah. Oh, so Necrons don't have Titan currently. No. The, the biggest thing Even they have... Even in the past releases, they no. don't have? Oh. Yeah, the biggest thing they have is that Seraptic construct. That actually has a model and everything. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty big. The it's Mantis. like... It's probably like that big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, gotcha. it's comparable to a knight. Gotcha. Right, so... Yeah. yeah. So that's all the the canoptic constructs we could find. Um, there might be the odd one we missed. And I know when it well, comes we missed to like, scare. We missed too. a couple of scare variants on purpose, though. Yeah, like they had... Uh, Blood Swarm Nano Scarabs, Sepulchre Scarabs. They had an, even a separate type oh, of like flaying scarab or something. That was the Blood Swarm Nano Scarabs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, we don't know how many different kinds there are, but we can assume that we have not seen all the canoptic creatures yet because hmm. who's really dived deep into right. the yeah. world? And survived. Yeah. And then also we know that uh, Necron are making new types. We talked about the Sentinel, the Sentinel, the Canoptic Sentinel, the semi truck long scarab one with yeah. the Exile Cannon. With the Exile Cannon, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's how I should lead that one yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was actually created, uh, re- not recently. Who knows? Right but, before their sleep. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. While they were still Necron, though. Yeah. Um, and it was created by Tolhawk, the Blind. At like so, Cesaric, the last king, he's yeah. like, "Hey, I need you to uh, create this beast." So, Tohok the Blind, which is like a character in Necron, he, he's from uh, Forge World Main oh, Arc Dynasty. Okay. You actually, asked some stuff to him. Well, yeah, 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 okay. he's real. Oh, well, yeah, I, I just didn't know if this was like a throwaway line. Oh no, he's like he's got rules and everything. Oh, okay, very cool, yeah. very cool. But because the Sentinel is a Forge World model. Mm. Tohulk is also a Forge World rule. Okay. Right? And so they said he's the one that created the Sentinel. Yeah. He mo- modified the, yeah. the the Stalker, and then it's he's giving the Sentinel yeah. to everyone. So so point being, though, um, they are making new types of con- canoptic constructs. Hmm. So... Yeah, we've we haven't seen the last of them yet. People uh people often will Yay. assume that Necron don't have yes. any conversion possibility, but they t- have two of the very or not two of the very unique. They have two very unique ways of doing it. They have canoptic creatures um and destroyers. 
the destroyer virus necrons who have got this virus where they all they want to do now is destroy so they'll modify their body so you could make like a a warrior with like this huge spider body behind him or whatever you could do these types of conversions yeah the destroyer Mm -hmm. virus like is supposed to if you have the virus all you want to do is change your body to be the ultimate killing machine yeah and when i look at a destroyer model it doesn't evoke that in me no so i don't really think that they Mm. represent the virus no but you could come up with anything you you could convert whatever the hell you want out of that And, and then the other conversion is creating canoptic constructs so you did your very own tell us about the one you made your scorpions so like mine were just wraiths like the the guys who phase in and out yeah um (laughs) the ones with a tail right so (sighs) i had those but like they're pretty kind of boring if you just look at them so i just chopped all you need is like this single kit you don't there's no kit bashing at all it's just a conversion and uh, I just chopped it up, and now they actually look like scorpions. Nice. Like, so they're, they're cool. like inverted. They're on the ground. They have these big pincers and this tail that comes up above their heads. Yeah, so they're, really they're cool. very sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it opens up that huge range of possibilities. So when you are like doing, if you want to make a conversion, just think like find some random Egyptian creature and try to do that because that's, that's kind of the theme. I thought there was only scarabs, snakes, and scorpions, though, in Egypt. That's what pretty else? much it. <laughs> No, there's praying mantises. Yeah, yeah. And wasps. Locusts? 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 Well, those are scarabs, technically, right? I don't know. Small oh, yeah, carapaced yeah. insects. Yeah. 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 Fish. I, they I have mean, fish. No. <laughs> they don't have fish in, in Egypt? Well, I think yeah, they, they do. Egypt but... has to have more than four creatures. No, so. that's all. I heard that's all they got. Okay. They have cats. Oh, there we has ca- oh, canoptic cats. Canoptic that's a good cats. point, actually. Yeah. What are their What are their abilities? Well, their tails are stingers. First off, <laughs> they use obviously. sound weapons as well. Yeah, because purring yeah. just vibrates. Wait, your- not meowing. No, they purr and it just oh. the vibrates just oh, their enemies sure. into causes like, like a warp sickness in your mind. <laughs> yeah. Splits your mind. Oh yeah. Or arcs are incredibly allergic to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just sneezing the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, like I think if you want, I think the reason why people don't like doing conversions is because everyone's so used to doing it with Marines where you (laughs) chop off a wrist or you chop off an elbow and you can smack any other wrist and any other elbow you want and boom, conversion. Yeah, this you have to be far more. You got to be a lot more willing to sacrifice models to get correct cuts and stuff on them. So, but yeah. It's cool. I like it. It's them. totally worth it, um, I think, if you find something that you enjoy. Yeah. Like, if ever one day I'm going to do a Necron army, one day, sure. no time soon. But when I do do one, I'm going to do a solely canoptic army. Like just... It's impossible, but sure. My God, Eric, you're the worst <laughs> human ever. <laughs> you can't. There are no canoptic people, HQs. People always assume that me and Eric are friends, but <laughs> we're not. We're not. No, not even remotely. They hate each other. It's true. <laughs> But yeah, I, I love the idea of just all the canoptic creatures. They're all so cool and such a cool look to them all. And yeah, I just love them. Yeah, they're very, awesome. Very, very, very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, that yeah. uh, kind of concludes the episode. Yeah, that's all we got, really. Not a particularly long episode, but pretty packed. And lots of cool stuff like master programs. You can just get lost. All you can these just keep reading on you know instances of what they've done and yeah. how they act and... Yeah. The very specific ways that they awaken dynasties and everything. So yeah, could have kept going. Should have kept going. It's kind of our job. <laughs> well, no, no. Pay, I've been informed that. Yeah, this. I've been informed. <laughs> I don't even get paid from this. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank else? you, Skylar, 
for joining us. No problem. Thanks Jordan, for having me. It's so good to have you back. Mm-hmm. So good to be back. Oh, of you course. were gone for half the episode. Your oh, that's mom what, that's what I was talking way about. too damn much. <laughs> <laughs> I just went up to get a drink of water. Oh I, my god! And you were up there for like twenty minutes. <laughs> was it that long? Yes. yes. I think it was more like thirty or forty. Yeah. Actually, Jeez. oh 30, no way! 30, no, 30, it was no it was thirty no minutes, way. dude. Yeah, I'm I like, timed it. I'm literally down. staring at fuck the time. Down. You didn't look at what time it was when I left. You didn't make a timestamp. Yeah. All right, fine. We got now go <laughs> back, listen to the episode. We can. Find it's timed right on on the program. You yeah, can actually, exactly. You can, a, you can actually see it. That's hilarious. I can see like, when Kathy, the last I'm like time mid doing something right now. Like, the last well, time then your dad like came out, and I was like, oh my goodness, I gotta try and like. <laughs> Yeah, anyways. I know sorry. I'm in your house and all, but could you guys move <laughs> like, along? I was just all like, right. well, I kept coughing on the, on the, probably everyone heard me. I was like coughing yeah. on the microphone. I'm like, man, goddamn, I got to get a drink of so water. So you said something at 55, and the next time you said something was at 83. Well, that's a half hour, brother. <laughs> Let's give you a quick highlight of what you missed, because there's one cool weapon. Uh, oh, right. the exile cannon? The exile no. cannon. Okay, so what does that it, do? So it's on a scorpion, or not, a centipede, like a centipede construct. That's like the size of a semi. So it's huge. Oh, shit. Okay. It's massive. Yeah. And uh, so it has an exile cannon, and it blasts objects to a dimension beyond the realms of the material universe. <laughs> so that's fun so that's fun what the fuck <laughs> and also like it can uh uh sense life forms through a hundred meters of solid rock and it can phase out of reality <laughs> and just so it can just through slip rock. through the rock mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know that's fun you're fun so you're having fun time all right we did it anyway nice. thanks guys it's good it's good it's sweet it's good. good peace it's good see ya see you who do you